What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate it's a mystery, for Ashley a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello, Ashley. Oh, hi, Kate. Hello. We're ready for Mad Women. Yes, we are. Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 10. <gasps> We're discussing The Inheritance. The Inheritance. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> now that we're not on Zoom, we can finally start harmonizing. Oh, that was what was holding us back. Yes. You can't harmonize on Zoom, you're right. No. And and also like just like patter songs like what is what? Uh, it's like a musical type of song where people talk real fast. Oh. Those are called patter songs? I think so. Okay. Because they're like pattering. It's, uh, okay. I think, half of the Music Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the Music Man songs are like yeah. that. That's true. And my favorite one from Off Book was, it was like three 911 operators, and mm. they were just like bitching about the people who were calling, and it was like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it was... Very fun. I think John okay. Gabris was involved. Uh, Ashley has been authorized to spray Bloom because Bloom has decided <laughs> that he's a mad woman, but you know? He really wants to be. He mostly wants to put his claws into yes. a mad woman. That's his main goal in life mm. is to be higher than he is <laughs> and that's what his claws are for i was telling some of our friends the other day we were doing mm. zoom uh improv rehearsal indeed yes and one of their cats was like climbing all over things and uh-huh. i was telling them about how your cat will scale your television <laughs> and how you don't blink an eye it's just like that's well, fine your flat yeah. screen that's mounted to the to the, yeah. the to the wall yes i should say it's not like it's um, on no. a table or no. something. He has to full-on free solo up that yeah. TV. He parkours your yeah, wall. <laughs> he does. And then he hangs out up there, yeah. and then he walks, and that is how I found out that there are buttons on the top of my TV because he will mm. turn it off <laughs> or change the channel, which is really annoying because it's one of those things where if you change the channel, then you have to hit that button to right. like, get it back to the right. Right. Got to <sighs> get it back to the right input. Honestly... My cat is ruining my life. <laughs> it is very cute, though. It is cute and terrible. Like, I mm-hmm. get startled every yeah. time. I used to be very afraid of him scratching the screen yeah. because he does scramble up there. Yeah. But it never seems to hurt it, so I've just stopped worrying about it. <laughs> now it's mostly an inconvenience. Yeah. But I just love your complete yeah. nonchalance. You're just like... <laughs> I'm like, whoa! And you're yeah. like, what, what's happening? What's wrong? Yeah. Oh, right. My cat yeah. parkoured my wall. Okay. I literally showed Sarah that for the first time yesterday. And I, it, I'm, she, he's been doing it since I brought him home. Like, he has been doing it for <laughs> over four years. So, like, I don't have right like, three years. I, I don't have a lot of... It's not a surprise anymore. Yeah. No. I, I get it. I get it. And it is very cute. This is cute. Anyway. Is cute. This is Mad Women. <laughs> We're talking exclusively about Mad Men. Last week, did we have any whoopsie-daisies, oopsie-doopsies? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Not that anybody called us out on. Mm, I've forgotten if they did. Yeah. And and so. I didn't notice any. Now listen, yeah. if I, here's the problem with us What's trying up? to find our own oopsie-daisies. Yeah. 
If we didn't notice it when saying it, <laughs> why are we going to notice on a re-listen? That's a good point. Because I... We could, we're the yeah. same amount of dum-dum. Yeah. We haven't gotten particularly smarter no. in the last six days. No. So... No. Yeah. Right. Sorry, listeners. Deal with it's it. It's up to you. Listen, dear listener, yeah. you need to be smarter than we are <laughs> if you want to catch our oopsie-daisy. We are beyond the point where, like, our brains are growing. We're, right. We're just decaying. They're decaying yeah. at this point. Exactly. Right? We are both dying women. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, naturally long-term. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not... We're, we're not growing anymore. No. This is something I've been wanting to talk to you about. Really? About we should, how we aren't growing? We should really invest in ourselves. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me something, Catherine? Do I need a good eye cream? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking more like internal, spiritual. Oh. I was, no, I don't. Okay. okay. I don't think anyone needs any kind of eye cream. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm firmly anti-eye cream. <laughs> I need a good spirit balm. Wow. A balm for my spirit? Yes. Okay. I was imagining some other, like, <laughs> product, <laughs> cosmetic, and, and really, I was thinking of spirit gum. Oh, okay. Which I think is, like, what you would attach a mustache yes. to your face. Mm-hmm. It's costuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So spirit gum, I mean, we could have fun with that. We could have a ton of fun. Yeah. But spirit balm. We should balm. get mm-hmm. some spirit gum and some fake mustaches. Yeah. And just live out the rest of our days. <laughs> <laughs> We could also get some mutton chops. Yeah. That would be good. I think I think these are winning mm. ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dear. I know I thought of something really important for us to discuss, <laughs> but it's too late now. Yeah. We're done. It. Oh, I know what it was. Okay. Two casting notes that were discovered in the week since. I've discussed these with you, Ashley, but I love your interest <laughs> and your goldfish memory. <laughs> One... <laughs> is that Freddie Rumson is played by Joel Murray, who right. is, in fact, a brother of Bill Murray. That's right. He's Why did we never get a Bill Murray cameo? I don't know. This is bullshit. Oh, it is. Uh, is he an older brother? He must be an older brother. I honestly have no idea. All right. Bill Murray's been the same age for the last Forever. 20 years, yeah, so I don't know how old Joel Murray is. All right. There's also a Brian Doyle Murray oh. floating around out there who's an actor. Okay. And the other casting note was, I so, you know, we've already seen a couple different actors play Bobby. Mm. And then, and I know, like, we will see at least one more for sure. Mm-hmm. And we joked that the Bobby with the bucket on his head mm-hmm. on Memorial Day was just, like, some random kid with a bucket on his head. Right. And I saw on Instagram that the actress who played Sally, Kiernan Shipka? Uh-huh like did a retrospective on all the Bobby actors and there were eight different actors who played Bobby. That's crazy. Also, mm-hmm. why? It was the same girl. It was the same Sally yeah. start to finish. How mm-hmm. come they couldn't get one little boy to get this shit right? I don't know. I'm curious about cuz you know, kid actors are kind of a wild card. Right. I've been watching Modern Family, so all I have right. a lot of opinions about that. All right. Cuz cuz Sally, she's there from the beginning and she just becomes like a better and better actress. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. 
But for Bobby, so they got one just with a bucket on his head, one that's just lying on his stomach with his face turned away. Like, there's <laughs> just a bunch of random Bobbies. So weird. And then uh, for the carousel episode, mm-hmm. when what's his, Don is showing family photos, mm-hmm. I think that was a different Bobby just for that. Interesting. Yeah. So that's there. I, I remember many years ago... John Hodgman tweeting, like, during an, a live, up, you know, a first airing of an episode of Mad Men, mm-hmm. that there were had now been more Bobbies than there had been Bonds. Mm. And I thought that was... All right. Interesting. All, All right. right. All right, but now listen, yes. quickly. Let's hear it about the Murray. Yeah. Joel Murray mm-hmm. is quite a bit younger than Bill. Is he now? Bill, guess how old Bill Murray is right this moment? 73. Close. He's 70. He's se- he's seventy. He's Good for 70. him. Born September twenty first. He looks terrible now. <laughs> Joel Murray. Yeah, is fifty seven. That's thirteen years difference. Yeah, he looks fifty seven <laughs> ten years ago when he played this role. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay. Yeah. There's a John Murray, a oh. Brian Doyle Murray, uh-huh. and Edward. Murray the third. Jesus. I don't know why the third was the third kid born. Hmm. But an Edward Murray the third. Mm-hmm. A Bill Murray. I've heard of him. A Peggy. Oh. A Laura. And an Andy. Is this a Catholic family? What are we thinking? Uh, what are we thinking? Wait, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Born in Wilmette, Illinois. You know them fuckers. It's just crawling Those with Catholics Irish Catholics just having all the Murrays. Oh, so many Murrays. Just so many Murrays. Murray menagerie Oof. in Illinois. Hey, boy. All right. Okay. Well, that was the important news that we brought to the table. <laughs> so I think we're ready for... <gasps> Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted for season two, episode 10, that Betty would be starting shit all over town. Mm. With uh, mm. manipulation. Mm. It would be little rascal stuff, like a banana in the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. Don would still not be living at home, and Carla would be doing more and more around the house until her family starts to move in. Okay, now listen, I was close. You, you I not... hit some points you, there. Yeah, absolutely. Betty's still manipulating and kind of shit-starting. Yes, she a, is. In a way. In... In a weird-ass really kind is. of way. In a Betty In a Betty kind creepy of way. and, oh, girl, I can't wait to talk about it kind of way. Oh, boy. And Don is definitely still not living at home. He's not. And Carla is still doing shit around the house. She is. So, you know, you, you, kudos to moi. Hey, kudos to you, Thank Ashley. You. <laughs> so Don would have a new rando secretary who would just be bumbling. Mm. Not quite there. Not there, not yet. Uh, he'd be pissed at Roger. Mm. More people would be barging into offices. Okay. Uh, particularly a pissed woman would barge into Harry's office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Peggy would be feeling more like a boss bitch. She'd be wearing pants to the office. Mm. And I just wrote full Freddie Rumson. <laughs> which, I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I don't know. Remember. Like, Ken said a full Freddie Rumson was peeing his pants. Right. But I don't know what Peggy was doing uh, with her pants. I don't either. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> there's no way of knowing. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, okay. I s- oh. All right. So Roger and Jane 
their storyline, uh, <gasps> right, 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 Roger would right. be saying, oh, fuck, what have I done? I'm not actually in love. Or maybe Jane says Jane that. Says okay. that. Jane says yes, that. Yes, forgive me. <clears throat> Jane says, oh, fuck, what have I done? And she's not actually in love. She's freaked out by him leaving his wife. Mm-hmm. But then Jane talks to Mona, and Mona adopts Jane. Right. And then says, ha ha, Roger, you can't have her because she's our daughter. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah Beth and Archer would be in Lerve. But they can only deal with each other at the stables. And so they'd be sharing one horse with her sitting side saddle and him sitting crotch saddle. (laughs) And Betty would look on and cackle. Mm. And then you predicted that the lingo would be, you need to mellow out, man. That didn't happen. It didn't. But it's all right. You know, it's all right. It's all right. You got, you got the feel. I did. Yeah. You know what? I I am feeling pretty confident about my Betty Predictiones. Yeah. So I'm going to ride that high for a while. For as much as you, you know, poo-poo Betty, <laughs> you're really in her head. I am. Yeah. Betty and I, we've got some things in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, women. <laughs> <laughs> Women, bitches be shopping. Bitches be shopping. Uh, <laughs> we are on guard against two cats. They're both being very <laughs> grumpy. <laughs> That's Good lord. All right, so the inheritance, a synopsis. Mm. Betty and Don visit Betty's father after he has a stroke. Mm. Paul's girlfriend, Sheila, tries to convince him to prioritize his civic duties by registering voters in Mississippi. And Pete's mother disapproves of Pete and Trudy adopting a child. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Betty and most of Don first. And most of Don. <laughs> Don does this annoying thing where he's both with Betty and in the office. How dare he not have one it's independent storyline? absolutely infuriating. It is. <laughs> Patriarchy! <laughs> Patriarchy! So Betty calls Don, who's still at a hotel, and tells her that... She just found out from her brother that her father had a stroke three days ago. Mm -hmm. Damn Gloria. Gloria. What the fuck is Gloria's problem? She's something. And so Don, like, they talk back and forth, but Don's like, I'm coming to get you in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so I looked up, or I read somewhere, they are in Ossining, New York, which is a real suburb. That's where her family is? That is where... Don and Betty's houses. Oh, okay. So it's in Westchester County. Okay. And Betty's family is in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. And I just need to say that I looked up Ossining's Wikipedia page. Uh huh. And it has, you know, demographics, history, notable people, etc. And then it has fire department vehicle gallery. <laughs> oh. And it's just a bunch of pictures of fire trucks. Oh. <laughs> Why is that on their Wikipedia page? <laughs> Do you know why, Catherine? Why? Because anybody can edit Wikipedia. That's true. And someone was like, you know what I'm going to put on this random ass city's Wikipedia page? Fire trucks. Or was it like like just a, a guy in charge of buying the fire trucks who just mm. loved fire trucks and was like, I need everyone to associate these mm-hmm. sweet ass fire trucks with my city. Or... Or... Is that the home of fire trucks? Is that where the first fire truck fire trapped? <laughs> it's a fire attraction. <laughs> it could be. We don't know. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of theories that I we need could to put out into the world. Look deeper into their Wikipedia. You page. do. You really do. You need to find out who edited that <laughs> section. 
this is going to be the detective podcast that we start. There you go. You know how everyone has a really boring detective show out now that doesn't have a real ending? I feel like we're on to one right okay. now. We're the next serial? Exactly. Okay, great. Exactly. And the fire trucks of Asening are our Adnan. That's a beautiful sentence you just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible poem that Thank you just you. wrote. Thank you. So Betty's been dreaming about a suitcase, which is like, I guess, that you pack a suitcase to go visit to go, your father. Yeah, because you're getting out of town. Yeah. Yeah. She's awfully touchy about things like that. Uh, and Don <laughs> says, everything's going to be okay. And she's like, sure, everything's, everything's perfect. perfect. And then she goes... And who's greaser at the door, but that hussy Gloria. Gloria. In a blue dress. <gasps> In a blue dress. Yeah. With a big floofy. She was very uh, floofy. She was real floofy. Her A-line dress was mm-hmm. very floofy. She loves a floof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Betty, like, turns on a light and Gloria turns it off. Because. Uh, They're supposed to keep it dim. Yeah. And, and she's down, Gloria's downplaying everything. Yes. She's saying the doctors say it's not serious. He's upstairs uh-huh. getting dressed. He has to do things for himself. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm Gloria and it's fine. I'm Gloria and I have everything under my control. Mm-hmm. And it's like from that first moment, this is like where Betty grew up. It's her family home. Mm-hmm. But she can't even turn on a fucking light without right. Gloria. Fucking Gloria. <gasps> she's the worst. She's very strange. <laughs> She's an odd lady. She is very, very strange. Uh-huh. Betty later calls her silly. <laughs> She's a silly woman. <laughs> Betty and her breeding. Mm. Um, so when Jean, Betty's father, comes into the room, Betty absolutely lights up mm-hmm. like nothing else. That's a daddy's girl. She is a real daddy's girl. Definitely a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. And then they start chatting and like they'll talk about they do a lot of small talk. Look at Don's Cadillac. Mm-hmm. What's the weather like? I don't know. Yeah. Gloria asks Don if he took the turnpike. Yes. That's yeah. Just like yeah. nothing. But <laughs> Gloria says that she went uh, in the ambulance with her night in her nightgown, mm-hmm. which I'm sure was very floofy. I'm sorry we didn't get to see it. <laughs> yes. And then Glenn starts referring to Betty as Ruthie. Yeah. Which I'm guessing is Betty's <gasps> mother. Glenn. Her dad's Jesus. name is Glenn. No, her dad's no. name is Jean. Jean. Okay, I just, it's close. I, I wrote Glenn because... Okay. A whole bunch of, like, wheels started turning in my brain just then when you said that. It's okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it all makes sense. But you're right. Yeah. It's Gene, not Glenn. It's okay. pretty rude for both of those, one, both of those names to exist. Yes. Just, <laughs> just full stop. Yes. Get those out of yeah. here. But then to have them both in this episode. Yes. Doesn't make it easier. Yeah. And who's to say that there is not a connection? Right. Because they are similar enough names. True. For Betty and her little brain. True. So anyway, uh, Jean, Jean refers to Betty as Ruthie and is like, try to get everyone, you know, get people coffee. And they just, they just kind of brush it off and like, no one, you know, I'm Betty, I'm your daughter, but nobody wants coffee. Right. And well, that, and, and Gloria says, that's yeah. Betty, Ruth is dead. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh. She's pretty blunt yeah. about it. It's not Ruth. Ruth yeah. is dead. Yeah. 
Um, yikes. And so no one wants coffee, but when Don offers Betty a drink, William's like, I'll get the ice. Uh-huh. I, I liked that. Uh-huh. Well, and we find out in this scene that this mm-hmm. is not Jean's first stroke. It's not. So this is Betty finds this out for the first time. Yeah. And clearly, they, Gloria was also hiding that from her because mm-hmm. I think Jean is the one who says it was just like last time. Yeah. So yeah. So Betty asks, like, what did the doctor say? Mm-hmm. And Jean says, ah, it's just like last time. Mm-hmm. This has happened before. Yeah. And he says, it's just a couple little strokes. It runs in the family. Yeah. Just a couple. Just a couple little strokes. A couple little strokes. I mean, then you're fine. Yeah. Maybe you forget a name every now and then, but Me. it's no big deal. Ooh. Ooh. So later we see uh, Don and Betty's sister-in-law, mm-hmm. Judy, are doing a puzzle mm-hmm. with Jean. And they're just, Don lies about taking Bobby to the Yankees. Yeah. Um... And then we see that Betty is in another room and her brother comes through the window. And Betty's, like, just taking an inventory of things that have been taken. Right. And so, like... There's a big oil painting of mm -hmm. her mom. Yeah. That's, like, so old school. It's very... So old school. The idea that that was just, like, one generation away (laughs) is crazy. Right. To have this giant oil painting. Mm-hmm. But it's the last image of the mother in the house. In the house. Mm-hmm. And the ottoman's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's where William and, and Betty are talking about Gloria. And William's like, can you blame her? I wouldn't want to live with mom's ghost. Mm-hmm. And that's when Betty says, she's a silly woman. All that talk about her under things. <laughs> Daddy used to fine us for small talk. Yeah, because that's all Gloria does, is yeah. small talk. Yeah, like, did you ta- how'd you get here? Did you take the turnpike? Uh, yes. Yeah, so Betty can't stand that her dad, who used to find them for yeah. small talk, because yeah. conversation is an art, mm-hmm. as William says, yes. is now with this woman, who all she can ask is, did you take the yeah. turnpike? Now, here's the question. What else do you talk about? <laughs> okay, now listen, this is a very hard for me, because uh-huh. I... I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I right? would say the same fucking thing. Yeah, like okay, so you're not allowed to ask about the turnpike. What do you do? You say like, do you like Rachmaninoff? Right. I so I like, don't know. How. What are your hopes and dreams? Right. Like with, I've had to learn. Uh-huh. I've had to learn this over the years, and I'm yeah. still terrible at it. Uh-huh. But unless I'm already actually friends with you, yeah, or it's very obvious that we have something in common that mm-hmm. we can talk at length about. Uh huh. I'm going to ask you about the turnpike, and then I'm going to sit quiet. Because I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Yeah. And people who are good at it, yeah. I, they're, like, amazing to me. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend is so good at it. He uh-huh. can go into any situation yeah. and just talk to people. Yeah. And, like, they talk back. We were, mm-hmm. <laughs> where were we? Oh, we were at the Detroit uh, Historical Center, or, oh, in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. at the Public Museum. Okay. And we're down in this, like, I don't know, exhibit. And this woman's walking through, talking to herself or talking mm-hmm. to her phone or something about uh, fantasy football. Okay. And they end up having a full, like, 10-minute conversation <laughs> about fantasy football and all these players and yeah. whatnot. And I was like, I just pretend these people don't exist. I don't know how you talk to strangers. Yeah. P- people do it. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like Gloria. If you mm-hmm. come in from out of town, I'm like, yeah. how was the drive? Right. Were there clouds? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's sit quietly. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate. Uh, 
hate, especially like a group of people that I don't know. Oh, like when you're supposed to just mingle with people. Oh, how do you do it? I don't. I look at my phone and then I leave early. how i handled the last time i was at in that situation yeah i'm yeah i'm not good at it yeah i mean thankfully i've probably only gotten better from being alone by myself for 13 months yeah so it's gonna be really cool when the world opens up again you'll have so many small talk topics it's just gonna be a list of television programs have you seen search party well here's the beautiful thing though when we do get back out into the world Uh uh-huh now every single human that we meet yes we have things in common with it's true we already have a built-in topic of conversation like depression. Hi. Ha! All right. How many COVID pounds did you gain? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite mask? What's your favorite mask? Yeah. yeah. Or like, what do you do to keep your glasses from fogging? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you a DoorDash person mm. or an Uber Eats or right. do you actually support small businesses? Right. I'm gonna make it real aggressive like that. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours did you spend on Zoom today? Yes. You're right. Uh, right. How much of that stimulus money you got left? <laughs> <laughs> See, we uh-huh. can do it. Yeah. All right. I feel better. Yeah. Thanks for having this conversation. We're going to survive. Hey. Now, here's something interesting. Ha- you and I never struggled uh-huh. um, in the small talk yeah. conversation department. I remember. One Struggling? Time, I remember one time <laughs> between the first and the second class that we had that I took from you. Okay. When you were talking to... Our friend Michael. Michael Baker? Yeah, all right. Well, you can, it's fine. We can call him Michael Baker. I'm sure he listens. Yeah. I'm sure he listens, and he is strictly a first name, last name person. I know. Okay. We I'm were trying talk- to... This is a very big podcast, and I just don't want to blow up Michael Baker's I know. Spot. We don't want the 36 of our listeners. Anyway, <laughs> the two of you were talking, and I walked up, and it was very awkward to me. Oh, no. I was like, oh, I'm going to no. try. But, you know what? We got past it. We got past it. And it's then good I- that I remember that that happened. That tells you how infrequently I, like, walk up to people I don't know that well. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. uh, Fine for small talk. (laughs) (laughs) William's trying to get Betty to take Gene back. or He's kind of resentful that just because he lives close by, he has to take care of him. Right. And he's like, you got enough money, go build him a house in the backyard. Yeah. And... And what's her name says, stop counting other people's money. Yeah. Which is true. Get out yeah. of here, William. Yeah. Mind your business. Absolutely. Uh, and then she she laments that the jardinier, uh-huh. <laughs> the jardinier, yeah. is gone. And uh, William was like, oh, we have it. So I looked that up. Okay. It's a French word for gardener. Okay. And it means decorative flower box or planter, a receptacle, a receptacle, usually a ceramic pot or urn, or a stand upon which or into which plants, often in pots, may be placed, usually indoors. There were a lot of clauses That's in that sentence. So when she said that, what I heard yes. was was jardinier. Well, she said the right word that you just said. But in my brain... It <laughs> which was, I said You said it correctly. Yeah, yeah, you said it perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, but in my brain, I heard the jardiniera, that food... You know what I'm like about? the pickled vegetable thing? Yeah, the Italian yeah. pickled vegetables. Uh-huh. And I was like, why would that just be in this office? And why are you so upset that it's gone? I was so confused until later when it actually appears yeah. and it's a vase. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't pickled cauliflower that she was upset about. Wow. <laughs> That's just what you do. 
in high status Philadelphia society is you just yeah. have a, a a bowl for people to take from. Yeah. It's just good breeding. Okay. See, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we do see it later. We do. But I was still proud of myself for looking it up. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. But so that's when Betty says, do I have to go around and write my name on all the things that yeah. I want? Which, yes, that is what you do with your old relatives. This reminded me if of they're a, not doing it. Uh-huh. It reminded me of a scene in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Where uh, the grandma and the grandpa are working on their will mm-hmm. and the girls come over for dinner and they literally they hand them a stack of post-it notes and they're literally mm-hmm. like, put your go around yeah. the house and put your names on things. Yeah. Yeah. I think my grandmother would do that herself. Uh, like at a certain point. If you picked up something in her house, mm. there would be a name on it. <laughs> Stealthy. Um, so, so, so then Gloria, you know, spoils a party, comes in and closes the. W- <laughs> she comes in and closes the window that that William came through. So mm-hmm. I was thinking. Um. So at some point, someone says it was like a tomb. With the darkness. William does. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. He, William, he was hiding out in the treehouse because it's like a tomb in here. Yes. So he says that. He also mentions that mom's ghost is here. Mm-hmm. Gloria turns off the light so it's mm-hmm. dark. Uh, and then she closes the windows so it's like stuffy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like everyone is just acting like this is a house of death yeah. already. Even though Jean is still alive and kicking. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just everything has a really soul sucking mm-hmm. dark feel to it. Yeah. It's very claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. For being such a large house. Right. And it feels like the ceiling is low yeah. in like that first room that they were in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later the room that we that Betty and Don sleep sleep in is a very small room because mm-hmm. it's like a childhood bedroom. Right. So, before we get there, we go back to the puzzle trio. Mhm. And Gene is, like, yelling about Don like he's not there all of a sudden. Well, they, so they kind of talked about this with William and Betty. Mm-hmm. Betty said, how long, how long has he been like this? Yeah. And William says, a couple months, I was on the golf course with him, and uh-huh. he let a colored caddy have it. He was, like, oh, laying yeah. into some caddy. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that he has just been, like, flying off the handle mm-hmm. seemingly out of nowhere yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And then we see it here in this scene with Don. Good catch. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That his aggression... Yeah. Is uh, highlighted. Mm-hmm. So he starts talking about Don as if, like, he was a suitor for Betty, almost. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, who knows why he does what he does. I know more about the kid who fixes my car. Nobody has what you have. You know that? My daughter is a princess. Mm-hmm. He has no people. You, you can't, can't trust a person like that. Trust a person like that. And so, which is all true. That is true. <laughs> like, and as a father... He's perfectly right to worry that her, his his well-bred daughter is mar- or just any daughter is right. marrying someone with no background right. and uh, a lot of mystery. Right. And of course, Betty doesn't know why he does what he does. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, he's he's not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Gene is not yeah. about it. About it. Not. And then Don tries to comfort Betty and is like, "Birdie, you should eat." And she says, stop it, Don. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Because Gloria comes in and says, okay, dinner mm-hmm. time. Let's go. Yeah. So they all get up to go have dinner. And it's just Betty mm-hmm. and Don left mm. in that room. Nobody's watching. Quit even trying. And so 
Uh, presumably after dinner, because mm-hmm. it's not a Rocky Horror Picture Show situation where everyone goes to bed and then dinner served for some mm-hmm. reason. They're in Betty's childhood bedroom, mm-hmm. and they spend 20 minutes getting undressed. <laughs> yes. So here's some things that I noticed, and okay. it's important because it's going to come up. Please. So Betty is, it's a, it's a very quiet scene. That nobody's mm-hmm. talking. They're just getting undressed, getting yeah. ready for the night. First of all, Don opens his blazer, his gray suit, uh-huh. and it's this beautiful red lining, yeah. satin lining. I was like, woo! <laughs> it's like Louboutins on your back. Right? Damn. I was very excited yes it was beautiful yeah but Mm -hmm. importantly importantly you see betty pulling off this pink chenille coverlet Mm -hmm. off her bed okay and i noticed it right away because it's very 1960s 50s and adorable oh my god what i wouldn't give for Uh a real chenille blanket okay they're so cute yeah but she's pulling it off the bed Mm -hmm. and she's putting it on the floor for don because don's gonna sleep he's not gonna sleep in the bed yeah she's sleeping on the floor Mm -hmm. so i'm just making note of that that don is sleeping you see him all covered up yeah in this pink chenille blanket yes so we're we've got that in our brain because okay something's gonna happen i found a continuity error is what i'm saying there was a continuity error all right Mm -hmm. so so i mean all right he's got this blanket he's sleeping on the floor with an old pillow, which mm-hmm. is the most uncomfortable thing in the entire world. Yes. Like, you might as well not bother and just go sit in a chair somewhere. Yes. Uh, but then, it's like the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, he gets his little visitor. Yeah. Named his wife, who just comes and lays on top of him. And they're smoochy smooching. And they smoochy smooch. And he pulls that pink chenille blanket mm-hmm. over top of her. And he does. And they smoochy smooch. Like man and wife. Mm-hmm. So now they have smoochy smooch. Now it's yes, morning. It's morning. Don is waking up, mm-hmm. and he looks to the bed and sees that the bed is empty. Mm-hmm. The covers mm-hmm. have been, like, pulled back. Yes. Like when you just kind of pull the covers off of you, but they're still kind of tucked in at the end of the bed. Yes. That pink coverlet is back on the bed. What? Tucked in. Not like it's just been thrown what? on top. And Don is covered up with a, like, scratchy-looking tan shitting me? blanket. How dare they think I'm not going to notice a blanket switcheroo? You are the blanket maven. Thank you. You will not be tricked. I won't. That that blanket was tucked in. So mad. Yeah. And the the sheet, it was all nicely like folded over. She had slipped out of bed. Uh Uh-huh. She's a dainty little birdie. Don't make me think that you got busy under that blanket Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. And, and then, then you were like, I need to put this blanket back on my yeah. bed, all uh-huh. tucked in, all nice yeah. and neat at four in the morning. No one does that. Nah. No. I'm not falling for it. Not a chance. Matthew Weiner, don't you try and pull that blanket <laughs> over my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> don't pull the ch- chenille over <laughs> Ashley's <laughs> eyes. Don't do it. Don't even try. So. Son of a bitch. I just needed you to know. All right. That in very large letters. Yes. And bold, <laughs> I wrote different blanket. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. It was offensive. This This is time inappropriate bra. Wow. But in a whole different context. Yeah. So that was passionate. (laughs) And I I feel your passion. Thank you. And you know what? I mean, should we even go on with this podcast? No. Burn it all to the ground. All right. How can how can we take this seriously if they're not gonna take it seriously? If they're not gonna have be like zero errors. Right? And it's been a few years. They could, like, go in and re-edit it. They They could absolutely reshoot could. that scene. I'm telling you. The Don and Betty still look pretty good. Put some... They look great. You don't even have to reshoot it. We have the technology 
That's true. To CGI that tan ass blanket yeah. into a pink chenille blanket. Give it to me. I'll just do some like your some, like, Photoshop and, skills are incredible. I was thinking like just some MS Paint where I just like, <laughs> fill in. I like draw the outline of the blanket and then I just fill it in with the color that I want. Yeah. Be like this one's brown now. This one's pink now. You're exactly. done. Exactly. Yeah. See. So. Hit I'm me just... up AMC if you need me to <laughs> pop it into the old. <coughs> Uh, I don't even have Microsoft Paint because I have a Mac, <laughs> but hey, I don't mean to brag. All right, so <laughs> uh, Betty is not in the room, nope. as you alluded. Mm-mm. She is dressed and smoking at breakfast in one of her classic looks. Yeah, she looks adorable. Looks adorable. Of course, smoking is a big no-no to Gloria because it'll give you wrinkles. Yeah, and then. Her sister-in-law, Judy, comes in with a planter the size of her. Yes. That's the, that's the cauliflower thing. Yeah, the cauliflower. Yeah. The pickled cauliflower. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Yes. And I want to just point out, so she did not demand this back. Mm-hmm. Betty had talked to her brother, and then we find out that her brother had told his wife, mm-hmm. and then she comes in with it. Right. And that's just kind of a triangle that happens in another scene in this episode mm. that I just want to point out. Okay. So, anyway. So then uh, Jean sees Betty because she's standing up next to him and tells her, you look beautiful. Now that you've fed me, why don't we go upstairs and grabs her boo? Oh, so when he first tells her you look beautiful, he's got yeah. her, his hand on her waist. And yeah. already I was like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he's like, you look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and she says, oh, thanks, Daddy. And then mm-hmm. he runs his hand up her yeah. side to her boobs. Yeah. And is like, why don't we get upstairs? Yeah. And everyone's like, Jean! <laughs> and he's like, I'm fine. I'm uh-huh. fine. And, yeah, Jean, you're mixed up. Yeah, Gloria's just, like, laughing mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. Ah, Jean. Right. You're mixed up. You're tired. He's just tired. He's like, you're mixed up. I love that. <laughs> She's like, oh, Jean, you're mixed up. And he's yeah. like, you're mixed up. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I had it written down twice, and I forgot that he was the one who did that. <laughs> Fantastic. He's yeah. I mean, because this is this is every everyone's nightmare is anyone in your family, but it happens mostly to older parents. Yeah. Uh, with dementia and or just like somehow losing your capabilities. Yeah. Um, and like. In 2021, we only barely know how to handle it, but 60 years ago, it was even less understood and, I mean, even more shameful. Right. And so, like, a proud man, wealthy, class, all of these things. Right. To then not even be able to recognize your own daughter. Right. Is, uh... Right. And it's it's not even the not recognizing, it's Mm -hmm. the... Mistaking. Mistaking. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a double <clears throat> And in thing. such a creepy mm-hmm. way. Very much so. Yeah, because <clears throat> Betty, the way she beamed when she saw her dad, and yeah. now she's, like, yeah. can't really trust him. And that's... even when, at the, that outset, when he says, you look beautiful, she's mm-hmm. still like, oh, thanks, daddy. Yeah. Like, she's so proud, especially yeah. because with Betty, it's all about how you look. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. yeah. So it's a big disappointment to like, and as she meant, you know, she's losing her dad. Yeah. As she knew him. But he suggests that they finish the puzzle, drive into town, and get a milkshake. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, because they just keep playing it off. Right. Because they don't know what else to do. Right. Then we see 
Betty's nurse, mm-hmm. Viola, Viola, comes into the room with like she and Don are talking or something, and Betty kind of goes after her as if like why are you letting my dad go down this path? Right. And she's like, can you let Gloria and Judy ransack the house? And Viola says, you want to give me your temper? <laughs> and it's clearly, so Viola is to Betty what Carla is to Bobby and yeah. Sally. Like yeah. She clearly grew up with yes. her. Yes. This yeah. is another person that Betty is so happy to see. Yes. And, and Viola actually tells her the truth. Whereas mm-hmm. Gloria kept... Putting it off and, and laughing saying it everything's off. fine, everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, Viola mm-hmm. says he's not doing well. I yeah. was in the hospital when mm-hmm. they were there, and it's gonna get worse. Yeah, <laughs> she said like she's the first person to say he's actually sick, and Betty says you don't know how nice it is to hear someone say that. Right. Which it's just you know to because they've been playing this game of like dissonance of yeah what's right in front of their eyes, but then yeah. pretending like everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 lived that moment where you know mm-hmm. something's wrong and everybody's yeah. saying no, it's fine, no, it's mm-hmm. fine, and then to finally hear somebody say, oh yeah, no, this isn't fine, mm-hmm. is both comforting and heartbreaking yeah. simultaneously. Right. But at least it's like, right, I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah, this is not okay, and yeah. I've known it all along. And you can like deal with the reality. It gives your mind the peace of right. at least being able to like hold on to something. Mm-hmm. But it's still very sad. Mm-hmm. And and Betty calls herself. She says, I'm an orphan. Yeah, that was really sad. Yeah. And, and Viola says, the minute you leave, you'll remember him exactly the way he used to be. It's all good outside the door. Which is very similar <laughs> to what Carla told her last episode. Yeah. To splash water on your face and everything is right where you left it. Yeah. So very much the same wise counsel from an older black nurse. Yeah. Lady, which... Is, I'm sure, on purpose. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're even, like, I guess there's just a uniform that black mm, child care nurses yeah. type. I don't really know housekeeper, what her... Housekeeper. Housekeeper. Yeah, I'm not sure. They do so many, like, these characters right. do so many roles. I don't know what the right word is. Right. But they wear the same blue dress. Right. So, what the hell did I write down? <laughs> oh. Oh, so then, then, then Don and Betty are at home. Right. So she says... Once you leave, yeah. it's all good. Everything's yeah. better out the door. And then, boom, they out the door. Mm-hmm. They're back home. So one thing I was wondering, when she said, Viola said, the minute you, you leave, you'll remember him exactly the way he used to be. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that couldn't also apply to Don. Because, mm. uh, like, so in this next scene, Don is like, all right, well, I'm back home. I'm going to take a shower. And mm-hmm. Betty's like, no, you're not. Right. Uh, so uh, Don says, Bets, you're upset. And Betty says that I am, and I know how you feel about grieving. But he's still trying to convince her. But she says, we were just pretending. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I want to be here, and mm-hmm. you need me here. Yeah. She says, why? Nothing's changed. Yeah. We were just pretending. Yeah. We were at my dad's house, and mm-hmm. we were pretending everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing's changed. There's yeah. no difference. Yeah. Sleeping together was just part of the pretending. Mm. It also, I wonder if it wasn't a bit of a power move on Betty's part. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Listen, yeah. Betty is owning that strumpet trumpet. You're, yeah. You want to get some? You get some. When Don yeah. wants to get some, he gets some. Right. But so, not from Betty anymore. Right. She's turned it Until away. Until she wants it. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Get it, Betty. Yeah. So Don's still frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we see... Betty in her nightgown drinking wine alone 
In the kitchen. In the kitchen. And Polly, the dog, still alive. I literally wrote, Cujo Inspiration is back. <laughs> Biscuit. We have not yeah. seen Biscuit. Uh-huh. In how long? At all this season? It's been a long time. This is this is episode 10. I do not know that we have seen this dog at all this season. I I wonder. I we know. saw a more different dog. Right. Okay. Uh, according to my notes, Polly was in the very first episode okay. of this season. Because I wrote, Polly! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's been nine episodes. Yeah. It's a good long time. But the dog is still alive. So, thank God. Dog watch. We're all doing good. Mm-hmm. So Betty locks the door. Because um, something's banging around outside. Yes. There's a big clatter. Something's the mm-hmm. matter. And when she gets and up. And it ain't Santa Claus. It ain't Santa Claus. She's wearing this nightie. Yes. She gets up to go to the door. Did you see what's on her feet? What? Heels. Uh. <laughs> this bitch loves a nightie and heels. I think those are like house shoes. They were wedges. Well, yeah. But they're not like... They were some fancy-ass slippers. These are... I think that's what they slippers. were. Fancy-ass slippers. are fancy-ass slippers. Well, she's I mean, a I guess she's fancy-ass. Yeah. Have you seen her ass? It's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that uh-huh. she is... I mean, the first time around, yeah. they were not house shoes. They were legit fancy heels I when know. she went to I, the door. I looked... I think they were, they were awfully cloppy. They were not clippy. They were cloppy. They were clippy-cloppy. And wedges aren't going to clippy-clop. They're, they're solid along the bottom. They're going to thunky thunk. They're not yeah. going to clip or clop. I, I think they were, they're just house slippers. <laughs> it's a higher standard of footwear than we normally I'm have. I'm going to go back and double check her fancy shoes. All right, fine. The, Not this app, but the right. other one. The one that I took a screenshot of? Yeah, but it was dark. Mm. I need to get a closer look. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know what my eyes were saying. All right. So in the morning, Polly is still disturbed. And pause at the dollhouse in the backyard. The playhouse. <laughs> Big. Well, it's for human children, not All tiny right. dolls. I don't. Okay. All right. Yeah. The playhouse. Sorry. My childlessness has really bit me in the ass once again. Forgive me. Okay, breeder. So who? <laughs> wow. So, what's in the playhouse? (laughs) (laughs) It's Glenn. It's Glenn. Also, is this a different actor? Because he looked... I did not recognize him at first. No. But he's, like, grown up a lot. Yeah, he has. I was like, there's a... I said, kid in playhouse, and then parentheses, Glenn, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's him. Okay. It's... All right, all right. But, I mean, he has aged... I, mean, I also haven't oh. seen him in a while. Yeah. And I might have face blindness. I don't know. I can't fucking recognize people. That's hard That's... to watch TV shows <laughs> when that happens. But he's uh, he's camped out in there. He's got, he's been there a few days evidently. Mm-hmm. And he said that he didn't know if he was ever going to see Betty again. And she wasn't even home. Mm-hmm. So he had tried to come by when she was at her dad's and then just stayed. Um, because he doesn't. He, he's still living down the street, but his dad wants to take him and his sister to mm-hmm. live with him. And Glenn says that his mom's not around because she just wants to be with her boyfriends. And Betty immediately says, does she have a lot of boyfriends? Yeah. And Glenn says, I guess they give me things. Yeah. And he holds up his bag full of like comics and uh-huh. toys, his Pan Am like little duffel bag yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Glenn. And Betty's just 
always looking for dirt on mm-hmm. poor Helen Bishop. Mm-hmm. How old is your mom? I don't know. Anyway, so Glenn like goes and takes a bath, and Betty washes his clothes and reads his comic books, mm-hmm. and then feeds him um, like a sandwich and chips or whatever. Yeah. And Glenn's saying that he knows that he's a problem for his mom and his dad because I know I am because they keep saying I'm not. Yeah. Well, they all she before that, uh-huh. Betty says to her, or says to Glenn, yeah. rather, uh, you understand why your mother was mad at me, right? Yeah. And, or I hope. Uh-huh. And he says, yeah, it's because she doesn't understand. <laughs> and Betty says, that's true. Oh. I'm like, no, not off. <laughs> that's creepy as fuck. What do you mean your mother doesn't understand? They, you, they, uh, they, you cut off a lock of your hair and gave it to a small boy. But you, you got problems. Yeah. They're both developmentally problematic. They are developmentally. It's this whole, this whole, all of this. Oh, boy. We'll get to it. We'll it, get to it. Uh, oh, God. So his mom's never home. His dad has another baby. And his wife is pretty mean, mm-hmm. which is something that Betty can relate to mm-hmm. a mean mother-in-law or stepmother mm-hmm. and he's like taking care of his sister and then later they're watching cartoons mm-hmm. and drinking some soda drinking pops coke. <laughs> and glenn confesses that he doesn't like meat and so betty asks if he wants her to make macaroni and cheese he looks at her smiles nods and then they just sit there <laughs> right he's just like He's like, I don't like ham. And clearly that's what the sandwiches were. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want me to make you some macaroni and cheese? And he looks and kind of nods. <laughs> Nobody moves. <laughs> Just like, it's so, you know what? I like the idea of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> right. So funny. And then, oh, God. He he's makes... just... He's looking her up and down. This whole time. Every, <laughs> any is. scene they're in, he's uh-huh. just looking her up and down. Yeah. And he's looking her up and down, and then he reaches out to hold her hand. Mm-hmm. And she holds his hand, and I said out loud with nobody around me, uh-huh. No! <laughs> Just to my television, and I wrote it in my notes, No! This makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. But he came to rescue Betty. <sighs> and Betty asks, Did you bring your cape? Because they've both been reading the same comic mm-hmm. books. It, You know... Betty's been disappointed by every man in her life at this point. Her dad felt her up. Her husband cheated oh on her. God. Her brother stole his, oh, her flower stole her pot. Ca- cauliflower. Cauliflower. <laughs> and Glenn wants to rescue her from oh, all that. God. It's, it's weird, but it is sweet. I, I cannot get on board with the this I know. sweet train. It's, I, Glenn is sweet. Glenn yeah. is sweet. Yeah. Glenn is sweet. Betty's mm-hmm. a fucking creep. Betty is is locked in a cage and oh, doesn't cage. know what to do. Well, uh, he said. He, she says, "Did you bring your cape?" And he says, "I'm not joking. We can go anywhere. I have money." <laughs> Glenn. Oh Lord. Run away with Betty. So Carla brings home the kids and asks, "How is he?" And Betty says, "Who?" Yeah. Oh, your father. Oh, not good. Like, well, the door opens and their hands yeah. immediately fly apart. Uh, which is how you know you're fucking up. If you need to fly apart from something the moment somebody's coming don't in. I understand. Uh, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. In this climate, oh my gosh. I'm watching The Other Two, which is on HBO, and it's 
Drew Tarver. Okay. And a woman whose name I keep forgetting. It and they, matter. they play siblings, and they have a little brother who... I've seen ads for this. Yeah, it's yeah. on HBO now. Okay. But the little brother is like a Justin Bieber type. Okay. And they're just to fuck up 30-somethings. But I don't know. The, the woman goes... She thinks that she's flirting with someone, but it's actually like a 12-year-old influencer who <laughs> is like... Famous for doing really like old makeup. Oh my god! And and at some point, she finds out that she like went home with this <gasps> girl. Like nothing had they just been like hanging out and uh-huh. everything had a, two meanings for each of them. And when wow. she finds out, she just says, "In this climate." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no." Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a really funny show. Okay, almost I, as funny as Mad Men. I do love Drew Tarver. He's good stuff. He is so cute. <laughs> he is so cute. We're all Were you friends. with me when he was at Diff and I yeah. hardcore flirted with him on the street corner? Yeah, you forgot everyone around you, but I, I was did. in those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like, none of you people exist. I'm going to yeah. flirt real hard mm-hmm. with Drew Tarver right now. He plays gay in this uh, show. All right, that's so fine. It It is fine. <laughs> it's very fine. Anyway... Ooh. Carla asks Betty what Glenn's doing there. Betty does not answer. Just doesn't answer. But just makes a phone call. And Sally is clearly excited that Glenn is around. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like, smiling at him. Mm-hmm. And she's got possibly, like, a little girl friend crush kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then later, Helen walks in. Yeah. And she's really upset and has come to take... Glenn home, and Glenn, Glenn tells Betty, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And Betty says, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Poor Glenn and Betty. Poor Glenn. Poor Glenn. Poor Glenn. <laughs> and then Sally comes in, mm-hmm. all sad and confused. Yeah. Because why did Glenn have to leave him? Why does he hate you? Right. Like, why hasn't he been in the house for the last year and a half? Mm-hmm. Because he'd been banned for a right. long time. And and then he had to leave as soon as she got there. Mm-hmm. But later, after presumably Glenn's, you know, alone in his house with his sister in bed, <laughs> Helen comes to see Betty, and there's like a breakthrough between the two of them, mm-hmm. where they don't, they actually confide in each other. Mm-hmm. At like, well, Helen first says, I don't, they, they kind of go at it a little bit, but Helen says, I don't know why he was over here, but this has to stop. And Betty says, Glenn feels alone, and I don't blame him. He depends on you for everything. You're supposed to take care of him, and he gets nothing. Which is the same thing he, he, she was saying when they first met. Yeah. And and then Helen's like, you know what? I'm not a very good mother I'm anymore. Not a very good mother. Aww. And as soon as she admits that, Betty tells her that Don isn't living there anymore. Because that's the only person she can tell. Right. Yeah. That is the only person thus far she has told yeah. this to, and yeah. Helen is the only one who is safe to tell it to. Mm-hmm. Because. She also got divorced or yeah. separated or whatever they are. Yeah. Whatever she and Don are, mm-hmm. Helen has done. Mm-hmm. And, and Helen says it wasn't that different without him there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Betty says sometimes uh, she'll, she feels like she'll float away if Don isn't holding her down. And Helen says the hardest part is realizing that you're in charge. Yeah. You actually have to make decisions. Yeah. She ain't wrong. Yeah. That is the hardest part. I mean, and I guess the you're in charge of that decision to leave. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's a hard place to be in. Yeah. That's, as somebody who has been in that place, the hardest part mm-hmm. is realizing, oh, shit, I'm the one who has yeah. to make this decision. I've been there before myself. Yeah. It doesn't 
seem to get easier. No, it doesn't. And this is the first Betty's had to be in charge. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah. It's not a small decision. Yeah. And Lord knows she was not kind to Helen. And so she's... Right. The idea of condemning herself to that kind of ridicule. When... She She was kind to Helen at first... Yeah. She was the only one in the neighborhood true. who was kind to Helen. But yeah. she saw how the neighborhood That's true. treated yeah. Helen. It, and also, she snooped on Helen yeah. a lot. Yeah. And is always looking for dirt on her. Yeah. And slapped her. <laughs> like, well. Every, yeah. So, yeah. not all of it is, can probably be blamed on divorce. Right, right. But it is a right. complicated relationship with someone that you're now, like, in an alliance with. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to be in an alliance with divorcees. <laughs> Can't trust them. Nope. Nope. They'll turn on you. <laughs> they make promises, but then they just... March out, bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I don't believe that. Uh, burp, 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 strong women. <laughs> leaving relationships that they don't belong in. Yeah. And strong men and strong people of other genders. There you you know what? Burp, 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 burp. Good for you. I love how the, I love how this trumpet trumpet sound uh-huh. has just become a word. <laughs> it's I'm actually just Charlie Brown's teacher. You are Charlie Brown. <laughs> You're any you are any adult. True. In Charlie Brown. Well, but I am Charlie Brown's teacher. You are. Charlie yeah. Brown's teacher. Not just any adult, <laughs> Ashley. You're right. My apologies. Rude. My apologies. Don't trust me. I'm a divorcee. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say it, but... So, that's Betty. That's Betty. And most of Don. Most of Don. Mm-hmm. Don dipping his toes into multiple worlds. Yeah. Jeez. Betty, like, still, you know, this is the third episode in a row that she's been keeping Don at arm's length. Or, you know. <laughs> not the whole time, hey. but... And... But she's now, like, you know... Her story keeps developing. It's not like she's... Sometimes you see a show and there's some relationship problem and then someone's just, like, in that relationship problem for a few episodes. And Betty's kind of moves along a little bit mm-hmm. every every time. Mm-hmm. And now she's she's had this new change with her father. She's reunited with Glenn briefly. Oh, <laughs> she's boy. bonded with Helen. Yeah. And she slept with Don. So who knows what any of those things mean. Who knows? All right. All right. Let's talk about the boys. Woo! Let's kick it back up to the top. Let's, oh, excuse me. Let's take it back. Cat. Let's rewind it back. <laughs> That's the rewind sound. <laughs> Season 2, episode 10, Inheritance. <laughs> uh, so it starts out with Pete just reading a list of tech companies mm-hmm. in a meeting where Sal, Don, Peggy, and Kinsey are also... And these are all tech companies that will be at a convention in Santa Monica, California. Mm-hmm. And Don, so Kinsey and Pete are the ones who are tapped to go. And Don is giving them marching orders that I don't want to see either of you coming back tan. <laughs> right. Because and, and they're talking about how they're going to go to Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's halfway to Pasadena. They're going to yeah. do all this fun California stuff. And Don's mm-hmm. like, nay, nay. <laughs> this is work, boy. Yes. And... Peggy wants an astronaut's autograph for her nephews, and Pete says, astronauts love golf. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, because oh, he says, I don't want to see you coming back tan. Yeah. And Pete says, what if I have to golf? Right. And Don says, well, then you better lose. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. And he also talks about Crab Colson. Mm-hmm. 
That he put them on this... Yes, that Crab Coulson, who he met at the... Club. Club. Mm-hmm. And that they had that dinner. So this is a relationship... Like, it went from social to, like, hey, let's talk business to now actual, like, business yeah. things are coming to fruition. Yeah. I noticed that when, when Pete said astronauts love golf, it wasn't too far from him saying housewives love green. Mm-hmm. And then I thought of the time that Sal was, like... I don't He was, like, coaching how are we going to make small talk with... Mm-hmm. Uh, clients and Sal was like, "Oh, is the child a boy or a girl?" It's like, right. "Is that good?" So Pete is like in this headspace of just, "How do I please people?" Yeah, <laughs> like what everyone around me is some kind of demographic, right? That can fit into some box that will make me money, right? <laughs> so, right. astronauts love golf. That'll be like his and her T-shirts. <laughs> there you go. You can either have a housewives love green or, or an astronauts, astronauts love golf or both if you want them. Okay. But, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, this whole convention mm-hmm. is all scientists and astronauts because they're trying to figure out how to put a man on the moon. Or bomb Moscow. Or bomb Moscow. Whichever is more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but that made me wonder, was this a real convention? I mean... I would have to think. I would guess so. I'll let you look it up. But uh, they're talking... Uh, Campbell's... <laughs> Paul, uh, Don says that Campbell needs to do the talking, but Kinsey just needs to do the listening, which sounds a lot like, shut your face, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk right. too much. And 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 Peggy is, like, prompting, oh, don't forget about the congressman. And uh, what's his name said? The congressmen are, like, hold the purse strings. And mm-hmm. Don's like, no, they're the customer. We want aerospace in their districts. Did you read anything that she prepared? Maybe yeah. I should send her. <laughs> well, he asked them that. Did you read anything that she prepared? And they uh-huh. just kind of look. Like, dumb boys. Yeah. Like, no. Right. They're thinking too much about, like, golfing and Pasadena. Right. Do you have any? I'm not really finding anything. You're just, like, on Etsy now. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on time.com. Thank you. Uh, But I'm not... I guess I don't really know what to Google. But this is from... This is from March 1962. Uh, the space race is go! And it's John Glenn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in March of 1962, yeah. space things were already happening. And this is much later in 1962. Yeah. Well, remember there was a parade for John Glenn. That's true. Earlier. That's true. And I guess John Glenn didn't go to the moon. He just orbited. He was the first uh-huh. to orbit. Yeah, I mean, it won't be another seven years before they yeah. go to the moon. Yeah. Hang on a second. I hope all of this gets cut out. <laughs> Guess what? It's fine. <laughs> Dear all listener, right. we didn't find anything. <laughs> no, but spoiler alert, there might be more about this convention in future episodes. Okay. So that's true, true, true. We may true, have true, more true, clues true. to figure out. True, true, true. Nail true. it down. Right. So then we see uh, it's Trudy and Pete's bedroom. Trudy is in a short little dainty Austin Powers fembot nightgown. <laughs> Very cute. And an adorable yeah. little headband, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to convince Pete to let her come with her. Mm-hmm. And then they bring up that her parents are concerned because they ain't got no baby. Yeah. And she suggests, or she like, it sounds like they'd already they talked had about this it. conversation, yeah. But, and Pete gets mad when she brings up adoption again. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's somebody else's child. But Trudy says we're ideal candidates. We have means, yeah. and we've been tr- been to doctors, so they can tell what's been something we've wanted. Right. 
And Pete says, do your parents think I just say no to everything? And Trudy says, we're not related by blood and you love me. (laughs) So it sounds like Trudy's parents are on board. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trudy's parents are definitely... Trudy's parents want Trudy and Pete to have a baby. They don't care how this baby comes to be. Yes. (laughs) They want grandchildren. They want a small human living under mm, Trudy and Pete's care with their last name. Yes. They don't care what it looks like. Right. So another... The both of the California boys are having these relationship t- chats mm-hmm. because Sheila, who we is Kinsey's girlfriend, mm-hmm. that we met her once at his party, and then and Joan was real racist to her. Yes, super racist and mean. Mm-hmm. And then Sally saw a picture of her and asked if that was she his was mate. his mate, right? And if they hugged and kissed, right? Uh, or laid down together, or whatever. And and anyway, so Sheila has visited Kinsey for lunch, and Pete mentions that they're going to L.A., which Kinsey had not told her. Right. And there's a moment, because they're just standing in the bullpen, when Joan walks between them. Oh, I didn't notice that. Like, in the background. Okay. Like, not through them. Oh, okay, okay. But it's the moment when Sheila is asking him why he didn't tell her, Mm -hmm. and Joan just kind of flashes from one side and then goes to the other side, and she's in this beautiful orange dress. And it's... Joan's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But also just just that one little flash of... Because we know that she's the chaos monster in this relationship. (laughs) I mean, they very well may be in love, but Paul at least has some... He is vulnerable to the attack that he yeah. is just dating a black woman for clout right. to prove himself being a progressive person. Right. And one of the things that he's doing is uh, he had promised to go to Mississippi to register voters. And not only had, did she not tell him, did he not tell her that he was going to L.A., it's going to interfere with that trip. Right. And he says, if you don't mind, I'd rather face Mississippi and all those people screaming at me and maybe getting shot after California. Right. Well, because she says, are you scared? Yeah. And he's like, don't pretend like it's not scary. Yeah. And also, I'm not allowed to talk about this rocket convention. Right. Right. <laughs> like, he's such a tool. Mm-hmm. And then they go into the elevator. Elevator with Hollis. With Hollis, the black elevator operator, who mm-hmm. says, hello, Mr. Kinsey. And then Paul's like, please, Hollis, it's Paul. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, it's my girlfriend, Sheila. Right. And Look at how progressive I am, huh? Right. Hey. Don't you think I'm a good person? Some of my best girlfriends are black. <laughs> also, hey, Sheila, I'm nice to this black man. Oh, right. With. So it's all performative. Yes. And yes. he doesn't, but then, you know, he puts his foot in his mouth because, well, first, Sheila asks if he if he even ever meant to go. Like, he, she does not care about Hollis. Right. She's mad. But, and she asks if he ever actually meant to go to Mississippi. And Paul's like, yeah, I did. And then just looks at Hollis. Yeah. And right. then she tells, he tells her, you can always get a job at a grocery store. I can't just walk into an ad agency. Right. Oh, you dick. Which is like, yeah, a black woman in 1962 can get any job she wants. But right. a white man, he's, you know, the, just the, <laughs> the idea right. that, that like. That it's easier for her than right. it is for him. And she just looks at him like, oh, you're clueless. Right, right. And this... And I'm sure Hollis heard it, too. Right. Like, come on. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to uh-huh. go myself. Yeah. I'm going to Mississippi. I'm going to register voters, and you don't have to come. Yeah. I'm going to go with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. It seems that 
Sorry, I got distracted by the puppy the size of a puppy. Yeah, I see him all the time. But he's <laughs> pooping, so you don't want to look. Oh, no. <laughs> Never. I'm distracted by the cat the size of a cat that's on that's my lap. That's on your lap. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we see Pete is with his brother. In his office. In his, like, they're, yeah, they're at Sterling Cooper. And they're looking at, once again, it, it looks like the final paperwork for their dad's estate is mm-hmm. being settled in this episode. And Pete asks, what about all that money dad gave to Lincoln Center? Get that back. Right. Right, because they're noticing just how much of their yeah. inheritance, mm-hmm. the inheritance, yeah. is gone. Yeah. That his dad fucking spent it all on hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he spent it on? I don't know. I'm guessing. I mean, probably a good chunk of it. Certainly hookers. Yes. I don't know about blow in 1962, but... Yeah, what? Booze. What, what hookers and booze. Yeah. They just drink a lot. Yeah. I don't think Blow really came onto the scene until, like, in a big way yeah. until the 80s. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're good dare graduated millennials, so <laughs> most of my knowledge is from, like, mobster movies. Okay, sure. So. We're 70s. Yeah. Yeah. But think of Scarface. Exactly. Right. The classic. Classic Scarface. Mountain of Chainsaws really got big around that time, too. I'll be honest, I ain't never seen Scarface. Oh. Well, then my joke won't work for you. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. I'll tell you what. I'll watch it. <laughs> no. <clears throat> okay. I was like, no, don't. no, no. It's, not it's like my it. reaction to Betty and yeah. Glenn. No. Yeah. Like of all the things that you could watch, Scarface does never does never need does never never does need to do that one. So they're talking about how they need to get their mom to sign the paperwork, and they clearly still haven't told her that she's broke. Right. At one point, they mention the movie Rope, or they mention Rope. Yes. And they laugh. Did well, you? because because Pete says, how long can she afford to live? Yeah. And his brother says, Jesus, let's just kill her now. And he's like, yeah. remember Rope? Yeah. And I was like, does he mean, like, let's fucking uh-huh. garrot her? I don't know yeah. what this means. So it Rope is a Hitchcock movie about two men who murder a classmate. Oh. That is I all that I know about it. Okay. But it is referring to a movie, and they laugh a lot about that. They laugh a lot about this Mm -hmm. idea of killing their mother. So, Pete, no, Bud, and, all right. Does Bud ask if they're having kids? So they say, uh, let's mourn the loss of our birthright, and Pete says, to the end of the line, like, cheers, to the end of the line. Yeah. And then he says, Pete says, does Judy want kids? Okay. And Bud says, we have a five-year plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Bud says, what about you? Mm-hmm. And he says, we've tried. Yeah. Bud says, that must be disappointing. <laughs> right. This is as deep as this brotherly right. <laughs> relationship is going. Right. And that's when they talk about adoption. Yeah. Or does Pete just say adoption? <laughs> so so Bud says, that must be a, uh, disappointing. Uh-huh. And Pete says, adoption. People do that. And Bud says, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, people do that. Yeah. But they... They. People. Right. Not us. Right. So no one's really supportive of it. So then when we see Bud is with his mom when Pete comes in, and they've got a little signature assembly line going. And this is the point, this is the other point where that was something that Bud, that Pete told Bud Mm, in confidence. Right, about adopting. Yeah. Right. And now the Bud, somewhere off camera, has told the mother. Right. And now the mother is ambushing Pete the way that right. Judy, or, yeah, ambushed, or whatever her name was. Betty. Betty. <laughs> I was trying to think, all right, so Judy is 
William's wife. I don't know that that's her name. What's her name? I wrote it down somewhere. I did not write it down. It's Judy Hofstadt. Is and William's wife? Is William's. So, okay. Yeah. So that, there's two Judys. Is that right? Huh. Are anyway. you looking up the cast? I'm just scrolling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, but you know what? We're never going to. It's not going to be in the cast because we never see Bud's wife. Not in this episode. Oh, but, but, okay, hang on. Well, if you know that her name is Judy Hofstrat, uh-huh. then that's what it is. That's Betty's sister-in-law. Right, Hofstadt. Uh, and I definitely wrote down Judy for Bud's mm-hmm. wife, and I would not have written that down if that's not what they said. It's Judy Campbell. Okay. Judy Campbell and Judy Hoff- Both of the, sis- the sister-in-laws are Judy. Okay. We got to the bottom of All it. All right. So you're going to cut out the three minutes where we're just <laughs> yeah. looking at nonsense. <laughs> All right. So Judy kind of wants to remain childless herself. Anyway. So Pete's mother is signing papers and says, It's come to my attention that you and Trudy are considering a child that is not your own. Is this true? I would hate to have to exclude you from some from what is rightfully yours. You have to keep at it. Mm-hmm. And... They, uh, she points out that, like, their dad would not approve of this. Right. And it is suitable for some, but really you're pulling from the discards. Oh! oh. Oof! Yeah. Oh! That is some supremacy, you know, white supremacy yes. language right there. Yikes! Yuck! Bloodline purity. Ew! It's not good. Ew, I bet your husband was your first cousin. Almost certainly. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small gene pool there. Mm-hmm. And then Pete gets, even though he, like, wasn't really into it, his mom not being into it makes him vindictive. Very defensive and vindictive. And then tells her that your husband spent everything you have. And then actually made, makes Bud actually tell her. Tell mm-hmm. her. He says, spent everything you had, spent it with strangers. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. So hookers and something. Hookers but and... definitely hookers. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, and she she says, uh, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she says, the tone of your voice, I don't like it. <laughs> and he says, oh, that too? Yeah. Because she don't like nothing. She don't like anything that he does. No. And now it's like all these the estates being settled. Mm-hmm. What, what, who is he trying to impress anymore? He ain't got, he's not going to get any money. Right. He knows that he's not able to make a baby. Like, he can't right. make her happy this way. Right. So... And she actually looks a little shook. Mm-hmm. She's lost a little bit of that control that she so preciously guards. Yeah. So Pete leaves and makes Bud tell her to mm-hmm. business. <laughs> Bud, what a jerk. Also, yeah. Pete is married to Trudy, yeah. and Bud is married to Judy. Yes. Trudy and Judy. Yeah. Humbly. It's gross. Yikes. At least Betty and Judy. Wait, no, it's Don and Judy are the in-laws. On yes, right. Betty's side, right. right. Hmm. Well, Weird. there weren't. There were only like five women's names back That's then. That's true. That's true. And they're all in this show, <laughs> over and over again. So then we get to like a big. It's a big day at the office. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are coming in and out at this point. So Don comes in. He for some reason. For some reason, he talks to the receptionist. Right. Which we never door. see. Right. And, and he says, hello, Donna. And she says, Allison. It's like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the office is, like, empty. Empty. And 
He looks at a brochure for Los Angeles, the same one that like Pete had been looking at earlier. And this is right after he Betty has kicked him out of the house yes. again. So it, they have yeah. come back from her dad's house, and he's like, yeah. I'm staying here now. And she's like, uh-huh. no, you ain't. And it's like midday. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he had probably just gotten in from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And so where everybody is, is they're in the conference room. And it is, they're holding a baby shower for Harry. A surprise one. A surprise because one. Because you hear while Don, Don's looking at the mm. mag, everybody goes, surprise! Ah. And that's what pulls him into the conference room. Yes. Yes. And Harry is in a bonnet. Mm-hmm. And Joan's pointing out all of the clients' products that they've right. given, saved for him. Right. So coffee and clear silk. And Lucky Strike. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, someone else gives him some Playboys. Because he's uh, about to not have sex again right. for the rest of his life. What do you get for the yeah. man that's about to have nothing? Yeah. Paul is really into pushing him yes. on that he's never going to have sex again. Yes. And Harry says, let's hope when this baby comes, it likes luckies. And Sal says, here's to the little one, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a very sweet sign. Everyone. It is. And then our good friend, oh, Cooper. Bert Cooper, <laughs> makes an appearance. He literally opens the door, pops his head in and says... I just wanted to say, happy birthday, <laughs> and then leaves. And he's grinning, and he's like, I did it. I did it. They probably feel so good about themselves, because <laughs> I made the effort. Oh, Cooper. So there's a small blue box mm-hmm. that is a gift from Jane from uh, Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Roger. I'm sure. Indeed. Joan ignores it, mm-hmm. <laughs> just walks past. Has Allison cut the cake, and it says, which says, congratulations, it's a crane. It's a crane. <laughs> which is very funny. And has a picture of a stork. I love yeah. that. I love the icing of a stork yes. and saying, congratulations, it's a crane. It's is perfect. really funny. It's like, they had funny cakes in 1962. I'm they so glad. I'm ha- you know what? I'm happy for them for that. I am, too. They, they needed some kind of joy. They did. And Peggy cuts a slice of baby cake for Pete, mm-hmm. which is just a very, All right. you know, pregnant moment. Let me tell her. Okay. Tell her. Let me tell you. Yes, please. Please talk to me like I'm dress. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about her dress. Peggy's dress is so cute. Yeah? Oh, this is the best she's ever looked. Oh. This black and white buffalo plaid, uh-huh. tight little pencil dress Yeah. is adorable. Yeah. She's like finally looking... Mm-hmm womanly mm. not overtly sexually yeah. but just like grown yeah and professional and stylish like she's a senior copywriter yeah yeah it's adore i yeah. want that dress <laughs> right now yeah it's so cute it fits uh-huh. her so well uh-huh the costume department did a great job yeah with that one. and that makes sense that like you know she's probably gotten a raise mm-hmm. and she's got more responsibility and she's right. more Visible, yeah, and she's uh showing it because mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, for all of her insecurities, she's also got this crazy confidence mm-hmm. all the time, and so it's just she's growing into it, yeah, in a way that is visible now. So good for her, good for you, Peggy. That dress, whoo, girl, you look <laughs> cute as hell. Good job, Peggy. Peggy, how you looking? Looking cute as hell. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Just so you know, I'm just saying, can just you imagine that out there? If, like, there's an episode of Mad Men, mm. and they're, like, all in the office, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, like, the set just cuts into and, like, oh. rolls away from the center, uh-huh. and then Lizzo, like, comes out, <gasps> yeah, and she's just, like, dancing, yeah. she's, like, 
got a lot of skin showing uh-huh. and just she's playing the flute. I was gonna say she's jamming on her flute. Oh yeah, she's playing on the flute. Uh-huh. And and like Don like takes off his tie oh. and Roger's dancing. <gasps> Paul like tries to dance with her. Joan starts twerking. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would I love it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Just let's make that happen. All right. I was just checking. Okay. <laughs> Before I make any uh, moves. Before you make your phone calls. Yes. Great. Uh, I be- guess I am. On Before board. the deposit is non-refundable. Um, yes. So Joan is clearly acting as Don's temporary secretary again, again. Mm-hmm. because Lord knows he keeps oh, boy. burning through them for a good reason. I mean, yes. Yeah. Can you imagine? trying to get any work out of someone who's the partner's girlfriend. No. So they go into Don's office, and Don's like, clear the week. I'm going to California mm-hmm. to the rocket fair. Mm-hmm. But Roger actually comes in right before he says that, and Joan, like, barely looks at oh, him. Oh, she's pissed. She is so mad at him. And Roger tells Don, bring me a bag of oranges. I'm sure Joan here could hold down the fort. I told you, you'd be in good hands with Miss Holloway. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to, like, butter up Joan. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we kn- she knows she's good at her job. Yeah. We well, didn't need that. Roger's also saying in the scene, like, mm-hmm. two people are already going. And Campbell's yeah. got to go. Because yeah. he's been talking to all the people. Uh-huh. So clearly this means Kinsey is out. Yeah. It's going to be Don and Pete yeah. in California. And Joan is like, oh, yeah, I'm hurting and I'm going to take my herd out on yeah. my favorite subject, Mr. Yeah. Paul Kinsey. Yeah. And Don, you take a nap. <laughs> yeah, she says, you look like you didn't get any sleep last yeah. night. He's like, I did. Yeah. And she says, lay down on the couch. I'll keep the drunks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so good at anticipating people's Listen, needs. I, I just want, I want Joan in my life. <laughs> right? I just want her to be my friend uh-huh. and uh, slap me around a little bit. When you need it. She's the one to do it. And I want to snuggle on the couch uh-huh. in some pencil pants and a yeah. little headband. And like watch barefoot stories with her. I want to watch stories. Smoke and have thumb. cocktails. Yeah. I want to thumb through a magazine and yeah. have an old fashioned with Joan. Yes. And just like gab. Gab. God. Life Go dancing. Oh. Good Lord. Oh. <sighs> Joan. <laughs> Joan, where are you? Where's my Joan? <laughs> so back in the party room, we see Harris is drunk. Harris, what? <laughs> I'm not drunk. Harry is drunk, and he's talking about. They're the, all drunk. They're yes, they're all drunk. Yeah. Harry is the one who is talking and drunk. Yes. About how you know the network's probably gonna want to see my face, so I'll be out in California sometimes. Right. Because Peggy's talking about how oh, she's heard that in California they don't get any work done because right. the weather's too nice, <laughs> so they just don't do any work. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be out there soon. Mm-hmm. The networks want to meet with right. me." And someone asks, "You'd be okay with just leaving your newborn behind?" And he just like walks away. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, eh, right, eh, probably. And then Hildy, who mm-hmm. is Pete's secretary who uh, slept with Harry. Harry on the night of the election, Right, is also very drunk. Yes. And it's just like, I'm so happy for you. I'm just glad that your life is, like, coming up, roses, and you deserve every good thing that happens That's to exactly you. That's exactly what she said. That's what she said. I wrote it down. Yeah. And then Joan comes. And she also gives him a big hug. Yeah. She gives him a big, sloppy, drunk-ass hug <laughs> after she's like... Saying all those things that you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word for word. Word for word. 
And then, and then Joan, instead of pulling Mr. Kinsey aside. Or writing a memo, right? like Don told her to. Yes. Uh-huh. Stands in the middle of this group of drunk people <laughs> who have been proven to love nothing more than laugh at the misfortunes of their co-workers. Uh-huh. And tells him that he is not coming to California. I need your... I'm sure it must be disappointing. I'll need your tickets and your badges. Just like grinning ear to ear. Right. I'll need everything right away. Or Mm -hmm. are they at home? Yeah. She fucking loves just making emasculating Kinsey. And then she turns and she's like, any cake left? (laughs) She's like, this party just really got better for me. So, you know, pain causes more pain mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. and then we see kinsey is getting those tickets and badges together on the phone with sheila acting like he chose to stay right and then it sounds like she's a little nervous and he says no one's been shot lately right <laughs> so he's playing down the fears that he was making up mm-hmm. the first time just because he's always looking for what's best for kinsey yeah. always is he's gotta look super cool and progressive mm-hmm and then it's like one of those afternoons, I'm sure you've worked in workplaces where there was some kind of afternoon event. Uh-huh. And then, but the workday's not over. Right. And everyone's just useless. Yes. Now, I've done that. I don't know that there was quite as much drinking <laughs> as the Sterling Cooper yes. afternoon. Because there is very little work happening. There's a secretary sitting on a guy's lap. Yeah, I love that. Just, yeah. And it's not even focused on. No. And it's not talked about. There's just some dude sitting in a secretary's chair. Yeah. And she's on his lap. Doing work. Laughing and typing uh-huh. and they're like snuggling and yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's very high school. Yes. <laughs> and so Pete, drunk, of course, calls Peggy over mm-hmm. and is trying to get sympathy because he's like, you know, it's the first time I've been on a plane since my father died. Right. In a plane crash. Big old plane crash. It just seems significant. Right. And Peggy is very comforting and says that, statistically speaking, <laughs> it's unlikely to happen to two in the same family. <laughs> and Pete's like, oh, yeah? Well, I hate my mother. He's what do like, you think of that? Yeah. He's like, it wouldn't be the worst thing. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I hate my mother. <laughs> You must have an opinion. And she was like, I I know. I don't know what you're talking about, but I think your flight will be fine. And he, much like Kinsey said that Sheila would be able to get a grocery store job anywhere Mm -hmm. she wanted, says, everything's so easy for you. Mm -hmm. And Pete says, or Peggy says, it's not easy for anyone, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, in all this rambling about hating his mother, he's also dropping these weird hints about adoption. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, so what if it's not yours? That could be a good thing. Look at my family line. It's a Uh mess. He's clearly, like, this is a conversation in his own head. Right. That he's decided to start saying out loud at Peggy. Right. Without filling her in. Right. So that's, that's the end of the party that we see. And then there's a couple of really small scenes. We see Kinsey is on a bus where he's the only white man and a bus full of black women and men. And he is pontificating about advertising Uh and how it's colorblind because the consumer has no color. Right. The market dictates Mm -hmm. that we must include everyone. Yeah. Consumer has no color. Which is not true. Right. (laughs) Even a little bit. Even today. Yeah. That's not true. Right. And there are constantly, you know... Every day we see some other story about something that was created that, like, a hand motion censored uh, bathroom right. like, soap dispensers right. that don't recognize that don't, dark skin. Right. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Yep. So 
you're dumb, Kinsey. I will say Sheila looks like legit proud. Yeah. That she like she look does. at my smart big time yeah. boyfriend. Hard I I couldn't quite get a read on the rest of the bus. But Ugh, they they looked like they were just tolerating it. I mean, probably. That's like, a long bus ride. It is a long bus. From ride. New York to, to Mississippi. Mississippi. Mhm. Wow. Mhm. With just listening to Paul Kinsey oh, talking. Oh god, I couldn't do it. No. It also they're going to Mississippi in August, which is Yeah. Like, yes, they're going for like it is not a pleasure trip. Right, right. It's just, it, you know, it's a it's a big, scary event. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know the historical things. As much as I should. <laughs> and then the very last scene is a plane uh, coming. Are they leaving or yeah. are they arriving? I think they're leaving. They're like, leaving. taking off. They're taking off, and it's Pete with a sleep mask on. Yeah. And Don in a window seat smoking. You know how I know they're taking off and not arriving? Tell me. Because they turn off the no smoking sign. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is such a relic. Do you remember that? Did you fly a lot as a kid? No. So I flew a lot as a kid because my mom and I, my mom Uh who's from England, we would go to England to visit family. And that is such, like, that sound. Yeah. Like the captain or whoever, Uh flight attendant, coming over the PA Uh and announcing, like, we've now reached altitude. You can take your seatbelts off. We're turning off the no seatbelt sign. Now we're turning off the no smoking sign. Yeah. And immediately within seconds, I heard, my mom lighting up. It was within yeah. seconds. Like, not only her right next to me, but then, like, bouncing all yeah. around the plane. You just yeah. heard, like, the lighter and the crackle. That's amazing. Of a cigarette lighting. Uh-huh. Um, huh. So that is such, like, that little ding. Yeah. And that glowing sign uh-huh. up above your head, that sign coming on. I'm like, okay, time to turn the fan yeah. on a right. little bit higher. Uh-huh. Um, so, yes, they are taking off. Yes. They are not landing. Right. And the airplane seats are humongous yes. <laughs> very comfortable humongous yeah. and i i can't even say that that's strictly a that they're obviously in first class right it was just like airplanes were treated they treated their customers like it was a luxury you i think at that point you were still dressing up yeah. to fly well i know like in my childhood people always complained that you people used to dress up to fly yeah. so i would hope so yeah well i mean yeah, yeah that was a big that was a big deal yeah. you didn't get on a plane not in a suit right if you land in the bay, it'll turn plaid. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a song playing mm-hmm. called Telstar, which is an instrumental, like, I'm, it sounded familiar, like, I'm sure I've heard it a million times, but it was by the Tornadoes, released, no, yes, released August 17th of 1962, so okay. it was very new at this time. I wrote big beach music. Yes, it's very beachy. It is named Telstar after a communication satellite that launched oh. July 10th, 1962. Oh. So, you know, they're going they're going to California. They're going to this rocket convention. They're going mm-hmm. to technology. Mm-hmm. And so the song is like that. It's mm-hmm. a it's a technology inspired song. Also, according to Wikipedia, it is one of Margaret Thatcher's favorite it was one of her favorite pop songs. Interesting. So, yeah. All right. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of it. Uh, one thing Matt Zoller Seist in his article on Carousel pointed uh-huh. out is how so the connection between Glenn and Betty mm-hmm. is like Glenn is what Betty wishes Don was in a lot of ways of just mm. being there for her yeah and and also being kind of childlike and so that she can take care of him right Don Betty would love to take care of Don the way Gloria takes care of Jean yeah I bet yeah but. Betty, Don won't let her. Right. 
But what Don does is he runs away and he looks for a new play place in California. He sure does. A lot like Glenn does. Yeah. Also, Don's an orphan. Glenn kind of feels like an orphan. Yeah. Uh, Pete feels like an orphan. Yeah. Betty feels Betty like an feels orphan. Betty feels like an orphan. And, and uh, yeah. And then, you know, these discard children that are going to be adopted are actual orphans. Right. Out there. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of a lot, it's it's another episode of uh, parents mm-hmm. and children, and how even when you're grown up and you have children, there are right. still uh, those those relationships are still significant. They are. They are. They're often more tenuous in adulthood than they are in childhood. Right. Yeah. For a lot of people. So, happy Mad Men. Yay! Yay! Well, that was a good one. It was a it good. Was, it was its own kind of doozy. It was its own kind of doozy. Yeah. What, like, if you were to give a percentage of doozy. Now, can I doozify separate storylines? I would love you to. All right, the Betty storyline. Yes. Start to finish, 100% doozy. All right. It's all over the place, and there are moments that doozy me to the extreme. Yeah. I what, can't what, handle the doozy. Tell, tell me those moments. Glenn! Just <laughs> that whole. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh Also, dad feeling her up. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Also, the fucked up blanket situation. (laughs) (laughs) Not like the contents of the scene. No. Just the fact that they fucked that up in such a big way. These sons of bitches (laughs) ruining. (laughs) But it still gets 100% doozy. 100% doozy. All right. I mean, that's part of the doozy. Yes. It it doozied me. That they would do that. You got doozed. I got doozed in a big way. That's right. So that gets 100% doozy. The rest of the storylines, I'm going to only give it like 60% doozy. Okay. It's interesting, but is it doozing me over? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is it bulldoozing me? Uh Uh-uh. This wasn't a bulldoozer of an episode. (laughs) Now, altogether. Yeah. The bulldozer meter is probably yeah. hovering around 78%. Okay. So. Right. That's still... It's a high C. It's a high C. It ain't a flop. No. There's a high standard with this. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not everything. If everything was a doozy 100% of the time. Then then doozy loses all meaning. Doozy loses all meaning. What yeah. is this? A Marvel movie? Surely. Jesus I, that Christ. That reference is lost on me. I don't have. I've only ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Girl, I'm sorry. You know what a super hoovy movie is? A super hoovy movie. Yeah, I do. I do know about super hoovy movie. <laughs> I thought as much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, did you want to rate it? Okay, I do. I want to give this episode. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it mm-hmm. eight and a half out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Eight and a half out of. Got a lot of slashes in my notation now. <laughs> um, um, uh, jardineras. <laughs> now, are you now are you talking about the pot or the cauliflower? The cauliflower. Okay, all right. Eight and a half pieces of pickled cauliflower and right. other vegetables that are in that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I write these down. Yeah, as if I need but, to refer to them in the future. We might. We might. It's very helpful. It is. All right. Well, Yakety Sax. Okay. Predicts. Yakety Sax. I predict that when we come back, mm-hmm. um, Betty and Helen are now besties. 
Yeah. And Glenn is not only pissed that Betty won't run away with him, but uh-huh. now he's pissed that she has become Helen's new girlfriend. <laughs> he was Ooh. already pissed about the boyfriends. Yeah. And now mom has a girlfriend. Mm. And he's like, what the fuck? I wanted you to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Not my mom's girlfriend. Yes. So he's pissed. Quit crouched cock blocking me, mom. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Don is still not back at home. Okay. And Betty's thinking about it, though. Okay. She's thinking about it more and more because she's like, you know what? I got laid. Yeah. That was cool. Uh Uh-huh. I might want to do it again. It's harder mm-hmm. when he's not here for me to just crawl on top of. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that she wants to reconcile their love connection, mm-hmm. but she just wants, she's going to put him in a room somewhere. Ooh. So when he comes home, he's just going to go to this little room. Yeah. And if and when she feels like it. Yes. In the middle of the night, she'll go in and she'll just crawl on top of him. Uh-huh. And in the morning, all the blankets will be different. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, so that's what's going on with Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, Peggy, her outfits are just getting more and more stellar. Yeah. And every time I see her, I'm like, damn, Peggy, I'm, where'd you shop? <laughs> and so it's more just a conversation with me and Peggy about where you get that dress, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I look forward to that <laughs> in the episode. Um, Pete and Trudy begin the adoption process. Okay. But Pete isn't sure how it works. Uh He knows that it's just other people's kids. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know that you have to, like, pay for it and wait a while and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Like, sure, Trudy has said that. Yeah. But, you know, Pete ain't fucking listening to her. I mean, he didn't read Peggy's report. Why would he listen to his wife? Exactly. Exactly. And Peggy is far more of a man than his wife is because she's a senior copywriter. Yeah. So, if anybody has more power there, it's Peggy. Absolutely. So, um, so Pete is back out on the streets of New York. And, okay. And he'll see, like, a stroller unattended. Like, the mom has just uh-huh. stepped away for a second to buy an apple at a fruit stand. <laughs> like moms Like moms constantly do. doing. Yeah. Yeah. And she just stepped away from the stroller. And so he's just walking along and just grabs the stroller <gasps> and continues walking. Oh, my God. Then the mom chases him down. I'm like, the fuck? That's my baby. And he's like, oh. I thought this is how adoption works. <laughs> and she is like, whatever. Uh-huh. So that just kind of happens over and over. He, yes. he sees children seemingly unattended mm-hmm. and just kind of scoops it up. Yes. Until someone's like, that's not how adoption works. Yeah. He's playing he, the odds. He is. And then he goes home and talks to Trudy and learns that it's a whole process mm-hmm. and gets salty all over again. He's oh. like, I, if we're going to take a discarded baby, I'm just going to take one that's discarded. Yeah. Uh, that's wanna, what people are telling him. Yeah. Like, clearly this baby wasn't loved enough to be within sight of its mother. Exactly. He tries to adopt some, like, teenagers <laughs> who are, like, playing pickup basketball. And right. Like, You're a kid. Uh-huh. I adopt you. And they're like... Yeah. They're like, hey, man, be chill. They say some sort of 60 lingo. It's <laughs> not that. It's not that. No, all right. But they, the teenagers say some sort of I don't know. It sounded very authentic, so... <laughs> I don't want to push you toward first thought, best thought, thanks, right? Thanks. Thank you. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, well, now, okay. Cooper. Okay. They're just popping into other random rooms mm-hmm. and and sending out different salutations. Uh-huh. So he just, like, walks into a restaurant. He's like, congratulations, you graduated. <laughs> and then leaves. I love that for that journey for yeah, him. I love that journey for him. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, Joan. Uh-huh. 
She's still acting as Don's secretary. Yeah. She's looking for a new one. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Wait a minute. Don is in California. Yeah. Pete is stealing children in California, not the okay. streets of New York. He goes to this convention. That's where uh-huh. he's stealing the children. Yes. I'm so sorry. All right. I got carried away with my prediction. Well, it makes more sense. I, I Like, I totally got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got that distance from Trudy, so right. she doesn't know what he's up to. Right. Yeah. Right. They can't talk about it. Also, they don't play basketball in New York. They only play it in California. In California. Yeah, that's how that works. Right. Um, okay, so... Uh, so Betty has built this little room for Don, but he's yes. not home yet. She's realizing okay. that while he's away, she can't mm-hmm. phone him, so she's going to make this little sex room. Yeah. Not but, not just a second bedroom. No, no, just no, like no. a little room that it's, he sleeps in at yeah. night that she comes into. Sometimes. Yeah, it's a okay. closet, mm-hmm. pretty much his dimensions. Okay. That, but like down. But down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as wide and long as he is. <laughs> look that just came over your face as you realized what you were saying it was just like the i could see the holy spirit moving through you it was it did that i'm sure you have been there but that used to happen to me a lot at jams when i was hosting yeah yeah and i would say inappropriate things Uh uh-huh and then my face would make that face and then i would just leave i would just walk out the front door I, I really like <sighs> when I'm hosting a jam on Zoom mm-hmm. to, like, I say dumb shit all the time mm-hmm. and then just, like, turn off my camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I did not have that luxury in yeah. a pre-pandemic world. It's it's the equivalent of walking just out. Just leaving. If you can, like, time have comedic timing to turn off your Zoom camera, which I've been working very hard on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Don is in California. Yes. He find he he has a new affair in California. Okay. He finds some blonde mm-hmm. bombshell on the beach in a cute little bikini. Mm-hmm. And they smooch. Okay. And somebody on the beach uh-huh. says, Far out. Oh, all right. That's our lingo. Yeah, that's the lingo. I love it. On the beach. It makes sense. That the beach people mm. would be the ones to say things like that. Right. Right. Yes. Right. I I mean... Right. Beach boys. Uh, hello. Hello. The uh, doy. Uh, excuse me. I'm also going to predict that there's yes. going to be a lot of surfing. Okay. You see a surfing montage Ooh, within right. the first five minutes. That's a bold prediction, and I'm really happy. Okay. A, a beach montage that in, includes a fair amount of surfing. Okay. Walking it back. That's <laughs> fine. It's your it's your predicione. <laughs> I don't judge. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be fun. We get to go to California. I'm excited. Yeah. Now this is also what was spoiled for me. Oh. A little bit. Not not what happens, but that they go to California. I told you I was listening to the tenth anniversary uh-huh. of Comedy Bang Bang, oh. of which John's Big Ham yeah. was on. Yeah. And they were talking about Mad Men and he uh-huh. mentions, Oh yeah. yeah, in season two we go to California and I uh-huh. said Skip by 15 seconds. Skip by 15 seconds. Uh-huh. Let me just fast forward. Smart. So I knew that they were okay. going. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. you know, then then you're all caught up. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Ashley, thank you for joining me once again. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you, listeners. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. Follow us in all the all the places. All the places. At Rad Mad Women. Rad Mad Women. We post things. You post things. I really like <laughs> stories, and so I try to post in mm-hmm. my stories. Mm-hmm. We Which have, means you gotta be on it. You gotta be on it. If you're not catching it within 24 hours, you yeah. ain't seeing it. And there's some good 
shit. There is what's in there. I love gifts. Mm-hmm. I really like screenshots. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm addicted to the internet, like but any good 31-year-old is. Kate, let me tell you. Tell me. Each and every new Photoshop uh-huh. that comes out yeah. blows me away. <laughs> I laugh out loud so hard it's every so time. It's so much fun. I'm so glad that they entertain more than me, even yeah. if it's just the two of if us. If it's just the two of us, that's good enough. enough. We're, I love that we're developing this portfolio. <laughs> I know. Pictures. I'm already thinking, like, how? What can I do with these? They can't right? simply exist. I feel like I need to go back to the first space. few episodes that I didn't make one for and give us one. Shit! Yeah, girl, you can't leave us hanging out to dry like that. No. We need, we need them for every single app. Right. Maybe that'll be a special, a little specialty. There you go. Point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put out a coffee table book. There you go. And it's, it's just all join of... our Patreon to yes. get the behind the scenes. <laughs> Get the extra Photoshop. Yes. Oh, that's a lot of effort. Good. I mean, it's... No. So, graphic design is my passion. Yeah. And, and you're so good at it. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting better and better. You are. That's what I'm saying. They're Thank amazing. You. All right. Well, come to the end of another episode. And until next time, Merry Mad Men to all and to all a good night. We did it. Yay. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.